Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. My name is Gianna Melillo, Associate Editor of the American Journal of Managed Care. Human papillomavirus, or HPV, is the most common sexually transmitted infection in the United States and causes the majority of cervical cancer cases in the country. But screening for HPV can catch the virus early and potentially prevent it from developing into cervical cancer. In addition, safe and effective vaccines against HPV exist, essentially making cervical cancer a preventable disease. However, uptake of HPV vaccines remains sporadic throughout the United States compared with other nations like the United Kingdom, where cervical cancer is nearly eliminated in young women. Furthermore, despite its prevalence, an HPV diagnosis gap exists among racial groups in the U.S., as white women are three times more likely to be told they have HPV than black women. To dig deeper into racial disparities in HPV, Dr. Leslie Kofi, an assistant professor of health education and promotion at the College of Health and Human Performance, East Carolina University, conducted a study to understand HPV vaccination uptake among foreign-born blacks in the U.S. Kofi's most recent area of research focuses on understanding how the social networks or relationships of black immigrants may influence their cancer preventive behaviors, including those related to HPV. On this episode of Managed Carecast, Dr. Kofi discusses his past research, steps to increase HPV vaccine uptake in the future, and the potentially detrimental impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on the fight against HPV. This episode of Managed Carecast is part of the new AJMC podcast prevention series, bringing you the latest news on prevention advancements in disease. Welcome to Managed Carecast, Dr. Kofi. Could you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about the work you do? Sure. Um, My name is Leslie Kofi. I am an assistant professor at East Carolina University. Um, My work centers around understanding and addressing health inequity issues that affect marginalized populations. Um, A lot of my work that I do focuses on addressing issues um, affecting particularly um, migrants living in the U.S. I wanted to speak to you today about your research on HPV vaccine uptake. So why has uptake of this preventive measure been so slow and sporadic in the United States? Um, Unfortunately, there still are quite a number of um, reasons or factors that um, have led to the slow uptake in HPV vaccination. Um, One way of thinking about these uh, factors could be along the lines of um, issues related to um, parents of um, teens um, and also healthcare professionals. So when we think about sort of issues specific to parental parents and guardians of teens, you know, there are issues of knowledge in terms of knowledge gap, understanding the importance of um, HPV vaccination for their children, um, perceptions about um, the utility of the vaccine um, and in general concerns related to the um, efficacy of the vaccine or the um, benefit of the vaccine in general. Some parents also believe that their children may be too young to actually be vaccinated since they may not necessarily consider um, children who are not sexually active at risk. There are um, 
issues related to healthcare access and also the cost of the vaccine. So those are just issues related to the parents, right? And in terms of issues more related to um, the healthcare and uh, um, system and health providers in general, we know for for example, that physician recommendation is one of the most important predictors of whether or not um, teenagers actually get vaccinated. And so it's a question of um, whether physicians are actually recommending the vaccines to um, the parents or guardians of adolescents, um, whether they actually do have the opportunity during their, um, their visits, us and teens have the opportunity during visits to actually receive recommendations. Some physicians um, and even parents also actually think girls should be vaccinated more so than boys since they don't tend to understand the benefit of um, vaccination for boys. Um, and also with physicians, uh, there's a, so I think it's changed over the years, but initially there were issues about even knowledge and awareness about the importance of um, recommending the vaccines to um, parents or, or guardians. Um, and so, I can keep going on and on about um, you know, a lot of the issues, but these are just some examples related to parents and also healthcare professions. Um, one aspect I think would be worth touching on is sort of um, barriers that tend to be more specific to underserved population or marginalized population. And I think these are more related to um, distrust of the healthcare system. There are certain cultural or religious beliefs um, for certain groups that may prevent them for, from actually allowing um, teenagers to get vaccinated. Um, when we think about immigrants more specifically, there are issues related to being able to navigate the healthcare system. There are language barriers. Um, even immigration status may prevent um, immigrants from getting access to the type of um, insurance or the type of access that would enable them to not only gain access to the healthcare as um, adults, but be able to also pr provide their kids with access to um, healthcare, let alone receive um, recommendations for the HPV vaccination. And that leads into my next question. Can you elaborate on some of the racial disparities seen in cervical cancer rates? And if there's anything else you wanted to add as to what accounts for these disparities? Well, we know that in general, um, cervical cancer is uh, preventable. Um, but uh, the evidence also suggests that Black women are more likely to die from the disease um, than any other race and ethnic group. Um, in fact, they're actually twice as likely to die from the disease than white women. Um, cervical cancer incidents in general tend to be lower among white women. And um, when being compared with um, other racial and ethnic minorities, we know that um, the um, incidents tend to be about 14% and 22% higher for Blacks and Hispanics uh, respectively. Um, some of the reasons for this actually include the um, fact that Blacks and Hispanic women in general tend to be diagnosed at a later stage for um, the disease. Um, we also know that in general, 
regular or timely cervical screening, cervical cancer screening can detect any type of preclinical lesions or early stage cancer. Um, we also know that um, having access to screening services and also following up on any abnormal tests can affect uh, stage the stage at which diagnosis and overall cervical cancer incidence in general um, is scarce. But the issue is that these are the very challenges that um, racial and ethnic minorities, especially black women tend to experience. And so um, in thinking specific to black women, we know that they, those who are diagnosed with the disease often are, have less access to healthcare. And even when it comes to any type of treatment, they receive less aggressive forms of treatment. So these issues tend to be some of the reasons why um, racial and ethnic minorities, especially black women, tend to experience um, these types of um, disparities when it comes to the incidence of mortalities as, um, related to cervical cancer. Moving on to your research in particular, you co-authored a study titled HPV Vaccination Among Foreign-Born Blacks in the U.S., Insights from the National Health Interview Survey 2013 through 2017. Why did you choose to research this specific population and can you go over some of your main findings? Okay, so in the United States, um, we know that Blacks in general are not a homogeneous group. Unfortunately, a lot of the national level health studies that we tend to do lump black, all Blacks to, together. Um, not only are not Blacks a homogeneous group, but we also know that Blacks in general are also different in terms of place of birth. So Black immigrants have a different experiences when it comes to healthcare access, um, health experiences, and health outcomes compared with U.S.-born Blacks. And so with this type of work, I was interested in really moving beyond a number of the work research that we've done in the past focusing on differences between foreign-born individuals and U.S.-born individuals to really understand some of the nuances and the experiences of um, a specific group of foreign-born individuals being Black immigrants. And so I was really interested in understanding if there were any differences in the experiences of Black immigrants compared with their U.S.-born counterparts, specifically in terms of their um, HPV vaccine uptake. And so for this work, what um, we ended up doing is basically comparing um, bl Blacks from the US as well as Blacks from different world regions in terms of their HPV vaccination initiation and found that US-born Blacks tend to have higher um, HPV vaccine initiation compared with African-born Blacks and also Blacks from the Americas and the Caribbean islands. Um, what we also noticed is that when we compared um, these groups by gender or rather sex, um, we found that the proportion of females reporting HPV vaccina vaccination initiation tend to be higher than males in each of the world regions that we examined. Um, we also determined the relationship between um, again, foreign birth status and also so HPV vaccine initiation by adjusting for a lot of the known factors that are associated with vaccine initiation. So we started with general sociodemographic factors and 
what we observed is that really um, foreign birth status, so being foreign born, being a foreign born black was associated with a lower odds of HPV vaccine initiation. And so put differently, US born blacks have higher rates of HPV vaccine initiation when we consider some of the well-known factors that may account for the differences. In our study specifically, one thing that we observed is that health insurance actually attenuated the relationship between foreign birth status and HPV vaccine initiation. And that when we controlled for um, health insurance, um, the relationship between being a foreign born black and HPV vaccine initiation actually um, was missed, mitigated. But one of the things that I think is worth pointing out for our data in general is that because there's very limited data um, collected among foreign born individuals, let alone foreign born blacks, there was really little room for us to conduct more nuanced sort of analysis to try to understand what's going on. Um, the reason why I bring this up is because um, previous studies have actually shown that while health insurance is an important predictor of HPV vaccine initiation, um, foreign-born foreign birth status is actually still a very um, unique predictor of HPV vaccine initiation. Um, and so for our data, we were able to um, really determine that um, health insurance is important, but being foreign-born is also really important in terms of um, whether or not an individual gets um, vaccinated. Do you worry that contention around the COVID vaccine might worsen HPV vaccination rates or that the lagging childhood vaccine rates and skipped preventive screening services throughout the pandemic could lead to an uptick of HPV-related cancers? Um, I think this is really one of our major concerns of some public health researchers and practitioners. Um, I suspect that this is really already happening and we should have some preliminary data to determine whether this is really true. Um, but some of the progress that we've made in addressing the misperceptions about illness prevention, um, including you know, encouraging the vaccination in general, have probably been reversed by a lot of the false, misinform uh, false information and sometimes confusing messages about the pandemic and the importance of vaccination in general. Um, in fact, some recent evidence um, seemed to suggest that immigrants, um, I think particularly there's some evidence among black, for black immigrants too, that um, some that really um, immigrants are refusing to get vaccinated. Certain immigrant groups are refusing to get vaccinated. And there are a number of reasons why this is, but really a, a large, reason for this is because of the false information and also confusing messages that um, we tend to hear these days. But on a more um, positive note, um, I, we, as researchers, we do recognize these, these concerns and um, are well positioned to do something about them. So being aware of these issues makes it even more um, convenient for us to be able to tackle or address them right away. And I think one way of doing this really is through community engaged efforts, um, advocating for more resources for communities that tend to 
be marginalized or tend to lack resources is really one important way of doing this type of work. And really more importantly, tailoring any type of um, health education messages um, to address the concerns of these um, particular communities that often um, lack the resources that are needed to help them make informed decisions. Going forward, do you think that more tailored campaigns should be focused on individual populations with with regard to HPV vaccine uptake? Yes, I think it should, mainly because we've had several years of effort to um, address the um, need to improve access to HPV vaccine and also improve the uptake of HPV vaccines in general, um, at least at the national level to the general populations and to the to sort of like different subgroups such as racial and ethnic minorities, rural populations and, and such. But what we're finding too is that there are um, certain underserved populations that still remain either resistant to uptake or just don't have access or lack um, the relevant information to um, make more of an informed um, decision about utilizing the vaccines. And so a lot more um, information tailoring and also really understanding the context of um, healthcare access and utilization of these particular populations would make it easier for us to ultimately um, improve access to this group of people. Well, I think those were all the questions I had planned, but is there anything we didn't touch on that you'd like to include, or do you have any closing thoughts that you'd like to share? I would say that in terms of, um, I mentioned this briefly, but one of the things that I, I think is really worth harping on is the importance of community engagement um, when really trying to address any type of health behavior change or health promotion efforts to improve the health of a given population. And so when we think about immigrant population, especially, it's really important to understand the context of the given immigrant population. So whether it be a black immigrant population or has um, Latinx immigrant population, we really need to understand the context or the experiences of these immigrants when it comes to navigating the healthcare system. Because in doing so, it enables us to better determine how to develop um, relevant programs or interventions that would encourage them to engage in any type of health behavior um, change. In this case, HPV vaccine uptake is um, important to these communities um, or important to really promote in in these communities. And so we need to do a better job of community engagement in order to understand sort of the unique context of these um, communities. Great. Well, thank you so much for speaking with us today. You're welcome. To learn more about this issue, visit AJMC.com or see the show notes. To get in touch with us, email info at AJMC.com or follow us on Twitter at AJMC underscore journal. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us.